This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Again, my name is Selena Hill. I'm here with Stanley Fritz, Alyssa Fuchs, and Monty. Unfortunately, this is his last day here at Let Your Voice Be Heard, but we we appreciated him being here for the last three months. So, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, it's time for our Dreamer Endure series. As you guys know, or maybe you don't know, that's an original series that we do here on Let Your Voice Be Heard, where we spotlight an inspirational millennial who is doing great things in their own community and in the world around them. So they're dreaming and they're doing, right? Today, we have a very special guest. His name is John Prince. He's a community activist, motivational speaker, and the co-founder of Breaking the Cycle. What's up? You make me sound good. Thank you. Thank you. I do all that? Yes. No, you do. So I want to tell everybody about what Breaking the Cycle is. It's an amazing community outreach organization that serves at-risk boys of color between the ages of 12 and 17. And it actually has a curriculum in place that is geared towards teaching the boys character development, leadership, decision-making, and effective communication. Things that Stanley probably could have benefited from at that age. Hey, hey. That's no shade. I was a good... No, I wasn't. Actually, you're right. Right? Um, So through these monthly workshops, John helps the boys prepare for their transition into manhood. Um, And the program is entirely free. Right? So that's something that's really, really big. So um, we're really happy to have you here as our dreamer and doer. Um, Can you just tell us more about Breaking the Cycle and why you started it? Um, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate y'all. Y'all got into some great discussions. I definitely wanted to jump in, but we'll get to me right now. Um, first of all, I, I started breaking the cycle, one, because um, I grew up in New York City um, as a young man, uh, single-parent household. My mother, um, you know, did her best with me. Um, but, you know, a lot of the times when young men don't have male figures, um, you know, we made some mistakes. So I was growing up, I was always the class clown, very smart, getting in trouble. But I never had that discipline. And um, I always, I, I know a lot of the things we talk about in our community, whether it be violence, poverty, um, the lack of education, a lot of the things start from the family household. And because we don't have strong, positive black men, enough of them, because um, there are some good ones out there. So the whole point, breaking the cycle, comes from if we break the cycle of uh, you know, them becoming statistics or getting incarcerated or uh, joblessness, and we turn them into great uh, leaders, fathers, husbands, college graduates, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, that a lot of the things that you see that go on in our community will stop. And um, I saw the need, not only there needed to be more, but I saw there was a lot of red tape in politics in some of these organizations. So I wanted to get, as I like to say, to the meat and the potatoes of it. Let's get back to it. Like, it's not about having a big fancy um, office in downtown Manhattan. It's, it's not about all the accolades. You know, a lot of people, you know, offense to them, but they want the awards. It's about affecting young men's lives. Right. And, you know, that, that's the main reason why I started. Yeah, you know, a lot of times people say, like, oh, I want to start my own organization, mm-hmm. my own not-for-profit, and they want to do the same things that already being done, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to, like, Black Lives Matter. We have NAN. We have the NAACP. Mm-hmm. We have the New York Justice League. And, you know, even within, like, helping young boys of color, there are a mm-hmm. number of organizations um, that do that like why did you instead of like joining why did you decide to really start breaking the cycle instead of just using breaking the cycle as maybe an extension at, into like one part of an organization 
Um, well, I think a lot of those organization, organizations are needed. Um, me, I just wanted to start it because I have my own outlook on what young men need. My outlook, I'm going to be real. I was just thinking about this. It doesn't come from me going to school and getting a degree in it, studying books, doing seminars. It comes from me being a young black man growing up in the inner city. So I know what these young kids do. Um, I can relate to them. I can understand them. And I wanted to, you know, keep it that. I want to keep it very uh, authentic. Not saying that these organizations can't. But, you know, that was my goal, and I wanted to do it my way. So I, I definitely support those organizations. Like I said, everybody has a different lane. This is a this whole thing for equality, justice, and to get our people as a whole back to where we need to be. It's so many different parts to it. So, you know, I'm, I'm for the protesters. I'm for the marching. I'm for the people that's like, well, we got to get economics and, you know, get our own banks and start our own businesses. I'm for the people that want to riot. I'm for everybody. You know, it's like no justice, no peace, whatever. It's a big, you know, it's a big pie. So it takes everybody. And I'm just trying to really just do my part. So that that's why I started this organization. And just working with young men, I feel like, you know, God, you know, put me in a certain position and took me in a certain path in life because that was my training. Just like you have to be, a, you know, in order to be a doctor or to be a police person, you got, you got to go to the academy or you got to go to school. You have to have some type of training to be good in it. And if I didn't make mistakes, if I didn't go through it and have to learn and understand what it was to be a man and, you know, beat beat the game and beat the system and not be a statistic, then, you know, I, I wouldn't be as good at this stuff that I do. So, you know, I feel like this is my purpose and I'm just walking in it. Wow. Know? No, that, that's powerful. Um, so this program is free, right? Yes, How yes. do you fund it? I mean, Stanley um, works for non-for-profits yeah. and he's always telling us about how funding is difficult. How are you Absolutely. funding this? The, you know what I did? We just, we just started it from the grassroots, you know? It's just like... I was like, uh, shout out to Shakira Moran. She's my partner. Um, and we just, we, we did a fundraiser. Our first fundraiser, I just called some of my friends that, you know, uh, musicians, singers, dancers. I said, listen, DJ, comedian. I said, I need about 15 of y'all to come out. It's um, We're going to raise some money. So I need y'all to do about 10 minutes, whatever you do, spoken word. And, um, you know, we sold tickets for like $20. Um, and then we did refreshments. And um, we started our first fundraiser. And then, you know, we had a couple of people that uh, we call them big donors that seen what we're doing so they wrote you know what i'm saying some decent side checks and you know i i it just is from the people you know it's just like we go out there and I, and I try to keep expenses low um we took the boys uh last year to dc on a cultural trip and um um i reached out to my friends like i said i, I got a great network and one of my uh home girls um, she hit me up like, listen, I see what you're doing. You're trying to take the boys to see. I got the hotel. Then somebody else was like, yo, I got to connect on the, on the van. You know, so, I, you know, we're going to take care of the van. And then, you know, somebody else was like, listen, let me let me pay for their lunch. Like, it, it really is a, a village mentality. Um, but we always need, like, I just had a fundraiser I was telling you about. We uh, did the movie Hidden Colors 4, which is a documentary on, you know, a lot of the black issues in the community and little stuff like that. So I said, listen, I want to get our people together, watch something inspirational, motivational and um why not make money so well, sounds like we need to recruit you for some <laughs> fundraising efforts like seriously well i always say this is the key i give y'all your jewels the key to fundraising is don't reinvent the wheel just think of things that people already want to do and just make it a fundraiser so ask white people for money yeah that works too that <laughs> now I, I need some of that you know big that, that's what i'm going for i need some of them checks right. you know what i'm saying i need some of them checks so yeah but we you go always uh free plug go to uh breaking the cycle nyc.com and you know donate on there five dollars ten dollars anything you know you want to do
So I have a question, which is how do these young men find you to get involved in your organization? Mm. And two, how difficult is it uh, if you encounter a kid who's getting involved in, I guess we'll call it street life, and mm. you're trying to change their path? How is it? How hard is it to convince them, like, to come get in and get involved with what you're doing and mm. to take a different path when, you know, they're seeing people in their community that are making money going down the other mm. path, and they're like, well, you know, I want to kind of – go down that path because I see people that have a lot of money and they're living this good life because they're doing something maybe like selling drugs or committing mm. crimes. How hard is it to convince that kid, like, don't take that path, come with me, even though I'm not going to promise you that you're going to be walking around with stacks of cash, but I will promise that mm. you're going to, in the long run, you're going to have a better life. Um, well, first, how they find me is, uh, like, every year when I'm starting a new cohort, um, the series is actually called Boys to Men. Um, and, you know, I just reach out to people and, you know, I have a lot of relationships with schools and, you know, uh, professionals. I got teachers that are friends and, you know, just put the word out. And if you know, everybody knows a, pretty much a young man that could benefit from a program. You know, if you live in the inner city, you know, that comes from a single parent household. And so that's how they find us. Um, but as far as what you were saying is one thing I try to do, um, I just try to show them something different. And I believe a lot of the things that we can change in our community are going to come with changing the cool. So I'm like, all right, you can sit there and say, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, that. But let's be real. Like, you got to have them an alternative. And alternative can't be going to no boring job or living a boring life because, yeah, that's the right thing. And it's good, but it's boring. People want right. a sight in life. So I changed the cool. I, I want to show them, like, you know what? You could start your own business. You could you could be a mechanic and start your own uh, car shop. You could be a barber and make six figures. You know, uh, plumbers make six figures. I'm not saying they have to do the trade. Like you could work, uh, drive a bus. You know, uh, there's a lot of different things in that lifestyle that you know you live. And I, you know, I could say, yeah, don't dress a certain way, don't wear your pants down there or whatever. And they might be like, oh, what you know? But I could tell them like, yo, when you throw in a suit, the ladies love you too. You know, so that's always my mentality. Like I'm not gonna condemn you. I'm gonna show you something different. I'm gonna show you like, listen, you know, I give back. I dedicate my life to helping young kids. You know, I'm not in the street like that. I'm not popping bottles. But women look at me the same way because they're like, oh, that's just as good as popping bottles on the other side. He's doing something for his community. So, like, I, I try to show them, you know, there's an alternative to that. And then also show them there's consequences. A lot of these young people don't understand consequences, especially this generation. I'm going to keep it real. These these 90 babies, they are scary. They're really not built for it. I see them. They act all tough. You put them in that room. Y'all watch First 48, and they crying. You know saying like they really don't understand it like you know you would think they tough and they really not tough uh you know i'm not gonna lie like in the 80s growing up a lot of the older people like you had to be tough right you yeah. might not make it home if it's you a, tough. it's yeah, a new it's a age different. <laughs> growing up in the east whew, yeah. Yeah. and now it's just like they tough because they want to be tough you know so you had to be like you had to like it was yeah. an option back then now it's now it's just cool yeah now it's just cool oh it's the cool thing to do so you know I have a question for you. So how do you quantify success? Like, how do you know you've been successful or impactful in these young men's lives? Uh, that's tough because I think working with uh, young men, you don't get the immediate results. That's like I, I tell you. Like, I've, I've, I'm mentoring um, – I've been mentoring some of the same boys for five, six years. Yeah. So they were 12 and 13 when I met them. And now they're 18, 19. And, you know, I, obviously a lot of them came from struggle now. Some of them had just graduated high school that I didn't think would. One of them's in college. Things like that you could quantify. But I quantify – and it really touches my soul when they tell me, like, yeah, you, you helped me. You changed my life. Or, like, I love you. I care about it. And it takes so much, you know. And that's why I try to show them love. Like, I know that, you know, they don't like affection. So when I see them, I give them, like, little hugs and stuff. But yeah. you, just something I, I'm about to say that's so deep and profound. So many of these young men never had another man tell them, I love you. Yeah. 
or give them a hug and genuinely mean. Think about that. Like, you've never had... So when we talk about hate or violence, of course, it's easy for me to look at you as your enemy because I've never had somebody genuinely love me that look like you. Some of them don't have fathers, uncles, or men in their life. You know they got street dudes and there's no, you know, emotion or affection. So yeah. think about how far that, that goes if you just had another... A man tell you genuinely, you know, I love you, I care about you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Give me a hug. You know, most of them like, uh, hug, because yeah. they just... They don't, they don't even know what it's like to have that affection in their life. Genuine but, affection. You but know? like, even though you get brought up on the block, though, it's different. Because yeah. even like, talking about, like, you, I'm assuming we both grew up in like the 90s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, the old school cast in the block, maybe you wouldn't get that I love you, but there was still uh-huh. some mentorship around there. Absolutely. It was, I remember when I was a kid, I was ready, I was ready to get hot in the block. I was yeah. ready to do everything. It's like, you can't do that yet. Uh-huh. You can't, you can't hustle. Like, and this is the old heads we're talking that way. You don't have that anymore. It was morals. There was morals. Even in street life, there was morals. Now these kids don't have morals, you know, and that's just our society as whole. It's like anything to win, you know what I'm saying? Even with the whole snitching thing, like, you know, everybody's telling each other because nobody has that morals. Like, you know, back in the day, it was like, yo, if nobody knew, like, I got morals, I'm not telling, you know, you know, not to condone, you know, any of that lifestyle, but it was like morals. Now it's like, they bring you know, like, I'm telling them Johnny, Ricky, matter of fact, like, I'm telling them everybody. So, you know, I think I think the game has changed. So, you know, you weren't always doing Breaking the Cycle full-time, right? You just co-founded no. it not too long ago. About, yeah, five years ago, yeah. Right, right, right. So, you know, I, I kind of wanted to, um, you know, just have you talk about and pretty much wrap it up by talking about what you're doing now, mm-hmm. right, and mm-hmm. what it is that you dream to do. Because five years ago, you weren't doing mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure why you start, like, why you mm-hmm. dropped what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, if you could talk about what you're doing now and then what it is that you dream to do. Yeah, it's funny because my dream was uh, to be on the radio. It's crazy. So I actually did this for three, uh, for four years. I had Battle of Sexes Radio. So that got started. On where? DTF? Yeah, that was on DTF. And actually, the Matrix Studio of the Bronx. That's where I started. Oh. And then, We've uh, been there. Yeah, we, we went there. Yeah, so we I started time, there. Man. You know, I was interviewing people. It was all fun. Then I actually, uh, I worked for Radio 103.9, Cumulus Radio Broadcasting for uh, two years. And it's just like, you know, and I got laid off. And, you know, at the time, and the guy was just pulling me. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, my personal story. I've always been caught in between doing what I, I wanted to do and doing what I think I was supposed to do. And I, I definitely think it was a calling for me to work with young men. And I always kind of been like running from it, you know. <laughs> but I, I now I'm just walking to my purpose. And I'm kind of like, you know, whatever. I'm kind of like that free spirit now. Whatever it's going to be, I'm just going to keep walking. And my goal right now is to eventually get to the point where I can have my own community centers in multiple cities uh, that work with young men. So you could come in there, and we got volunteers, interns, all surrounded by positive men, whether it be men in the community, men from the frat, or men that just, you know, want to help out. And you could come in there, we could teach them manhood skills, like I said, everything from, you know, how to interact with the police and, you know, make it out alive, knowing your rights, to how to tie a tie, to how to get a resume, to how to deal with women. Um, you know, a safe space where everybody in the hood know, like, yo, when we walk in there, I don't care what gang you from what neighborhood you from you know Mr. John you know what I'm saying that that's love like it's, it's this holy ground like you know when you go into church you take off your hat you don't curse you know what I'm saying you could be the hardest dude in the world you walk in that church you you got respect so I, I would love to have like community centers in Chicago like I would love yo you know they talk about south side of Chicago and all this but they don't really want to help yo give me 10 million dollars send me there for something I'm gonna show you what we could do you know but I would I would love to have that you know DC Baltimore something like that so I'm just you know I'm starting off right you know, with 15 boys and hopefully it'll move up to 50 boys at a time to 100. And that's my ultimate goal is to just uh, create a platform where I can affect as much change when these young men as possible. How, how can people get involved? What's the website again so okay. they can donate and get involved? Breaking the Cycle NYC. That's B-R-E-A-K-I-N-G-T-H-E-C-Y-C-L-E. 
uh, NYC.com. Um, and you could go there, you could donate, you could see about our programs if you have a young men. Um, we actually been doing the summer program, but we have a few more slots, like three slots. We're going to be starting back up in September. I just took some of my boys to the museum yesterday. Um, yeah, so we're going to be starting back up. Anything you could do if you have any resources, any connections. And uh, Breaking the Cycle NYC is the Instagram. Breaking the Cycle NYC or Breaking the Cycle on Facebook. Look us up. Breaking the Cycle, Breaking the Cycle, because we're trying to break the cycle. Yes. No, so, you know, I mean, no, much <laughs> love support thank you, thank and respect you. to you and everything you're doing and I feel like you know we can all take a page out of that book you said mm. that you know some of your past trials and tribulations sort of groomed you to become yeah, who you are now and you're giving back and we all have some painful story to share but it's like what do you do with that are you making the next person just as miserable as you are or are you changing somebody are changing something changing a circumstance so that somebody else doesn't have to relive that and I think that you give an excellent example right. of just taking pain and turning it into purpose and you know we support that here um so thank you for being our dreamer and doer and thank you guys so much for tuning in today we appreciate you guys for hanging out with us and let your voice be heard of course you should check out our website so you can hear our podcast archives at lyvbh.com that's the acronym for let your voice be heard subscribe to us on itunes at lyvbh radio and follow us on twitter instagram at be heard underscore radio we'll be back next week i will be here guys i'm not taking off any more time fyi stanley won't be here (laughs) but i'll be here guys till next week